guys, welcome back to another episode. I hope your Father's Day was spectacular, if you are indeed a father. Sean, how was yours? It was it was well, you know, as I have children all across the country. Yes, um, you have planted <laughs> seeds all across the U.S. Yeah, I had to wait till the different time zones hit wake up time in order to call all my spawn. Do you have uh, do you have a list of your spawns per time zone? And as 9 a.m. reaches, you make the phone calls. No, but there's actually a, a my baby mamas have formed a fan club. Nice. So. Yeah. Excellent. They, well, they have if a you group could, chat going on Facebook. If you could tell them to listen to this podcast, it would be most appreciated. Yeah, that would add another 50 listens. Okay, guys. Um, today, what are we talking about? We're just going to go through some of the trending topics. Actually, the trending topics kind of add to last week's topics. Oh. I'll kick it off with you, Sean. Um, the NCAA. Sound familiar from last week? Oh, I think it does. It has something to do with sports and I think college college athletes the ncaa panel is now recommending that marijuana be dropped from its banned substance list uh, i about time i didn't even realize that was still a thing is it is that your take on it is really it's about time i mean it, it's not a performance enhancing drug that's so fair. i guess if people want to go get high before they go out into the football field like i guess do whatever you want uh, to me, um, it, I mean, I guess it's the state that I'm in and the mm -hmm. general mentality where it, it might as well just be alcohol. Right. Okay. You know, there's plenty of stores that sell it up here. So it's like, I mean, it, it'd be the same thing as saying like, okay, well, I'm sure alcohol is not on the banned substance list. So if people want to go out and get drunk before a football game, I guess I'll go ahead. Um, we're, not we're not talking about like testosterone or steroids, you know, things that are going to actually make you a better player known as PEDs. Correct. So, I mean, it, I mean, it is what it is, I guess. I don't know, though, because then you kind of open the door like, well, is Coke OK? <laughs> I would. That could be a PED, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I have a tendency to agree with you on this marijuana at this point. It's just like everyone else is able to do it if athletes want to do it and it's going to affect your, their performance as their problem right yeah and I mean wasn't it uh who was it in the olympics was it michael phelps yes like he came out and said oh yeah i smoke weed and people are like oh my gosh but he was still the fastest swimmer you yeah, know and it fastest. had nothing to do with the fact that he smoked weed it's not like oh he smoked weed and all of a sudden he was like a dolphin in the water that probably had something to do with the ten thousand calories a day he was on yeah, I mean, hey, he, <laughs> dude's got to eat. Did you see? Uh, did you see the list of food he would eat? Yeah. Well, oh yeah, my God. but it I think so they, say, don't they say swimming is like one of the most intense exercises, right? Yeah, yeah. Mostly because you're fighting like for your day. life, not trying to drown. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're continually fighting not to die. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tre tremendous sport. Uh, is no, it, it is pretty tiring. I got in the water not too long ago for something. I don't know. Anyway, I ended up swimming around for like a half hour and I was like, fuck, I am whooped right now. Yeah, and it's like a full body beating. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a full legs, body beating. Yeah, because your legs and your arms, like they all, your whole body hurts. Yeah, yes, indeed. Your whole body hurts as if it was in beaten <laughs> in its entirety. <laughs> 
Wow. Wonder if it's been used historically. <laughs> okay, let's move on before before we get too carried away. Mm. New York City is on the map again this week, as it was last week. What was the last week? Oh, the they were talking about uh, criminal uh, dropping criminal records for felonies after seven years, including murder, but not sexual conduct. Remember this yeah, week? It, yeah. What, what? what is it? Wasn't it like a week ago or maybe two weeks ago? Did you see the pictures from over there? Because no. of those Canadian wildfires. It was like, you couldn't even see anything. Oh the yeah. I just got back so from Pennsylvania. I was super um, lucky that everything cleared up because it was nice when I was there this last weekend. <clears throat> But there is a national national news about uh, Philadelphia, specifically a gas tanker caught on fire and burned down an overpass. Yeah, over there, I heard a about major that. one, I ninety five. Yeah, so it took me an extra like thirty minutes to get to and from my destination because that road was not open. And they also said, I guess it's going to be a while before they get that that little baby fixed. Yep. Because of all the structural integrity that's like questionable now because of that. Yes. Um, How in the hell does a tanker burn concrete? Um, it just weakens the strength. It's like the Twin Towers, dude. I mean, it shit just got so hot, it com- like decimated the entire uh, structural integrity. Okay. Okay. I guess I could. I mean, we. I think we can all agree that 9-11 was an inside job. Okay, um, let's talk about New York City, speaking of 9-11. Um, <clears throat> so, have you ever used um, DoorDash? Yep, I have how much, a couple how, times. How much does it cost you? Uh, way more than it should. And then also, there's a tip on top of it. Like, not only does the food cost more, mm-hmm. but then there's you're expected to tip. Okay. Is that uh, do you, but you don't remember how much it cost? No. I I I think I would say maybe I would imagine uh, I, I this is a ballpark number. Something from Taco Bell that probably cost would have cost like $12 in the store. Probably ended up costing me $17 and then add the $10 tip so like 27 bucks. Okay. Well, I mean, not having to leave your house is pretty nice. Um <clears throat> okay, New York City. Uh, about 65,000 people work in food delivery. And, that is um, crazy to me. This is where it's like the government, in my eyes anyway, the government like daddling, dabbling in Diddling. other situations is like just ridiculous. So it says they average about $7.09 an hour before tips. And New York City's minimum wage is $15 an hour, right? Okay. Um, they don't receive health insurance, injury compensation, um, uh, amongst other things. So, <clears throat> on Sunday, New York City's mayor announced the nation's first minimum wage for delivery workers. Now, New York City's minimum wage is $15 an hour, but delivery workers will start at $17.96 per hour, 96 cents per hour, before tips. An increase to nearly twenty dollars an hour by twenty twenty five. And okay, and who's 
going to pay for this, Uber? Well, of course, the user is going to pay for it. Which, yeah. But it says they average $7.09 an hour before tips, which tells you something, which you, sh- you probably already know this. They don't get paid by the hour. They get paid by the job. Yeah. So and, that and- means if they're sitting around waiting for the next job, that's how they average $7.09 an hour. They're not working as much or maybe the hours. Isn't this supposed to be just like a fucking side gig for people? That's right. The, and you know what? And this is going to set me off on a tangent. Let's go. I, Let's I go. Hate it. I hate it for going there. But at what point, at what point did delivery driving and fast food restaurants, like at what point did those become careers? Because you get the same thing now with fast food workers who are complaining like, I can't afford to buy a house and have nice clothes and all the stuff I want working at McDonald's. That's unfair. Oh, yeah. And and by the way, one of our last episodes, uh, our previous episode, we were commenting how expensive it was to go to Taco Bell. Yeah. I was uh, confirmed because I was like, well, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was that expensive. It was confirmed. I was uh, listening to another podcast and the guy had actually heard our podcast, went to Taco Bell and got like two chalupas and a Mexican pizza and it was like 18 bucks. Yeah. All the shit has gone up. And that's the thing, because these people's pay keeps going up, then the food prices keep going up. I wonder if like any of the prices here in Nevada where I'm at or Oregon where you're at have been affected by California's new minimum wage laws for fast food workers, which is what, $22 an hour? Well, Oregon has the same stuff, the same shit where minimum wage increases every year till whatever year. So it keeps going up. But California minimum wage is like, I don't know what it is, 15 or $17 an hour, but they made a special minimum wage just for food service and fast food workers because those people have apparently some special skill that earns them more money than the normal (laughs) normal minimum wage. It's like the people up here too in Oregon uh, our gas is pumped, right? Like yes. we, they have to pump our gas for us. Us in New Jersey are the only two states in the United States that has this bullshit. Mm-hmm. And they want that to be like a career and to get paid more to pump gas as if that takes a special skill. This guy one time at the gas station had the audacity to tell me when I went to pull my pump out, he said, hey, you need special training to, for that. How about the fact that I did it for like 16 years before I moved to Oregon? Yeah. You know, how about like, the fact that your dad made you pump his gas when you yeah. were just a wee boy? Sorry, Smokey Joe, who just got out of prison, who can't get a job anywhere else and has to pump gas. I'm sorry you can't make enough money to live in a fucking mansion on the golf course. You know, like this is the problem. When we were young, the people working those jobs were high school students. They were like, entry level entry like that was the point of that job what point did the idea of an entry level career go away and now everything's just a career right you know because i'll tell you what you want to know where these people are going we used to have uh, my coworkers and i we used to have this like morning routine where we went to starbucks until one day we went over to our local starbucks and it was just closed and there was no sign or anything that it was closed or anything. And so, well, hmm, that's odd. Then we go back the next day. And there's the workers out front holding signs saying they want to unionize because they want higher pay. The next day, 
there's a sign in the window. This Starbucks is closing. Nice. So because they complained and wanted to unionize and get more money, the franchisee was just like, you know what? This is too much. I'm out. Sold. You know, like this is the stuff that's going to happen to these people. You know, for well, I mean, like, in, like in this particular shit. case, yeah, DoorDash, they're not the ones that are going to be hurt by this. It's people that are going to say, oh, well, it's too expensive to order out or, you know, maybe I'm only going to do it one night a week instead of three nights a week. So it's actually just going to decrease the amount of revenue that could be uh, generated for these uh, delivery drivers. Yeah, that's the point. That's the problem. And so then they're going to come back and say like, well, now I can't even make any money. So now I need even more money. You know, it is bad enough when you go to do like Uber and because there's some event, uh, I I'm, and I know that there's not a lot of big, like big cities near where you're at, you know, I mean, you got to go pretty south to get to a, a giant city, but in Portland, if you're out in Portland in the wrong area at night, the Ubers like go up to a crazy amount. Because it's premium hours. Right. Because there's like a concert or some event going on. And it's like, so because you have to deal with traffic, that entitles you to 50% more pay? Well, that's on the opposite side of my eyes. Like, actually, that makes more sense because demand goes me. up. Demand goes up, so your prices go up. But it does. Okay. But so what ends up happening then is I just switch and go to Lyft. Well, I go with this Lyft, case, who doesn't do the crazy ass Uber cost. So this is the same thing here. <clears throat> like I'm telling you what's going to happen from this is that the stores, uh, and this is something I, I wondered and I don't really, and this is a trademark idea, but why doesn't like McDonald's hire an employee who does deliveries and then they, just say yeah, we don't do Uber Eats well, here. Well, that could be um, that could be in the works. I said it here first, folks. So <laughs> we will use this in a case of law if we need yeah. to. But let's say let's say you're an archaeologist, are you not? Yeah, I once upon a time. Let's say you work for the state, and suddenly archaeologists are very hard to come by. The demand is high, and they say, Sean. Um, you know, I know we're only paying you $50,000 a year right now, but we really need you to stick around. So we're going to pay you $90,000 a year so um, you we can get what we need out of you. Is that okay? And I'm yeah. not, I'm sure you're not going to be like, no, that's price gouging. I'll just keep my salary at $50,000. Thank no, you. No, but you know what they do? This is the thing though. They don't do shit like that because I'm in an industry right now where we're going through that same shit where we can't get people hired right we can't get mm -hmm. new people in so the people who are here i'm not saying nothing i'm not saying that's what's actually happening right okay i understand i'm just saying that's an example of you saying oh well they charge premium rates well demand is high right now so yeah we're gonna charge more because people but need if what I'm they not, need if i'm not at the event <clears throat> if i'm not at the concert event that's going on if it's literally just a oh if you're in portland it's premium pricing mm -hmm. like like, who decides that switch? Like, are they tracking the, the demand. drivers? Are they tracking the drivers and saying, like, hey, <clears throat> like, we see that you're spending 40 more minutes driving, so you need to make more money? Or is it just, like, 
I don't know. I don't know the well, point. So I'm in economics, to. that's called an an uh, elastic good, right? So it's kind of like cigarettes. If they double the price of cigarettes, well, now they're so high that maybe this is not a true statement. But relative to the amount of people smoking, as the price changes, the percentage of people that are smoking does not change that much, right? So it's okay. like elastic versus inelastic. The the relationship is not uh, um, equal. So, so with that in with that with with that mindset, mm-hmm. why is anybody allowed to bitch about gas prices? Why? If the demand for gas is super high, why shouldn't they be able to jack the fucking price up? Well, the demand for gas really isn't changing. It's the supply of gas that's changing. Okay. Well, and that's speculative tomato, based tomato. on the futures of oil. Um, so, okay. So there's that. New York City, they're going to set I, a minimum wage to say, you guys now have to pay these people this much an hour, basically regardless. And then there's also um, some other laws that have been passed. Um, one of them, um, let's see here. One of them is to benefit delivery workers and uh, let's see, allowing them to use bathroom at uh, bathrooms at restaurants from where they pick up orders. I guess that's reasonable. You're kind of there on behalf of someone else to pick up their order. You. I don't know. I, what if they you blow can't take up a the bathroom? Well, what if anyone pulls up the bathroom, right? Yeah, but at least they're a paying customer. I mean, <clears throat> it, those delivery drivers, they could be there picking up like four orders and just blow up the bathroom and dip. Okay, that sounds ridiculous. Um. Yeah, let's see. There's another law that has also begun converting newsstands, news stands into charging stations um, that can be used between orders. So while they have their downtime and not making any money and averaging their $7 an hour, which will now be almost $20 an hour by 2025, charging stations. I don't know. Is that for their phone, their car? I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. And what does it say? They're converting what? Newsstands? Yeah, newsstands into charging stations. Like, okay, I so suppose like that's the for your car. Stands, yeah, but no, so no, no for your for stands, your for your phone, because I'm sure a lot of these people are doing their shit on bikes. Yeah, okay, but so newsstands, like in New York, <clears throat> newsstands are like where a guy's up there and they have all the papers, and you say like, "Hey, I want the New York Times," and you pay the guy in the window. So, are they saying those? Yeah, they're converting those. So somebody whose business it is. To sell paper, they're going to make him have to use a charging station. And then you're going to have just a bunch of yuppies standing around on their phones. Uh, Yeah, they're converting them. So I don't know if they're buying them out or ones that are folding up are just being converted into charging stations. But uh, so here, I'm going to tell you already two things that I see as a major problem here. Okay. Homeless. Uh-huh. So what's not to stop the homeless from walking in and saying like, oh, I'm an Uber driver. I need to use your bathroom. Well, they probably and don't have what's to not walk to in. Stop, oh, I see. What's not to have, like, what's not to say that the homeless congregate around these phone charging stations and say like, oh, yeah, I'm an Uber driver waiting for an order to come in. Um, I don't, I, I would, I would hope it'd be apparent which one's homeless because of a homeless guy that lives on the streets. So now what you're saying is that you're going to judge people based on how they appear. 
I've me personally, you gnarly, fuck yeah, dude. I'm I've not answering the pretty, door. I've seen some pretty gnarly looking Uber drivers. <clears throat> well, you should give them a horrible rating and block them from your service. I don't because those people know where they drop me off at and they know where to find me. <laughs> well, wait for I never like three get weeks. bad reviews. I yeah. never get bad reviews because I'm telling you, I'm so afraid all the time, you know, because you have to. This is the thing. Okay. I can't tell you how pissed off the first time I was that I got a bad review as an Uber user for mm-hmm. not talking enough. Really? Yeah. Like I got marked down a star and said, very quiet. Like who the fuck are you to decide whether or not I have to talk? Your job is to drive me around. You like, seriously got marked down a star yes. and said, very quiet. Yeah. Like in what world, like how do you mark somebody down who's using your vehicle unless they like vomit? in your fucking car why is there even an option for them to rate you as a passenger very quiet oh don't pick up this passenger he's quiet yeah like it's so that the next driver sees they're like fuck i don't want somebody who's not going to talk to me like skip this guy yeah or or they don't even see that because it's cumulative so just a bunch of people mark you with three stars oh this is a three star three star rider i'm not picking him up yeah and they don't know for all they know i just shit in the back of someone's car I know, and it's somehow that deserves three stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, um, I don't funny, know. I funny you mentioned like- this. This whole this all this car and delivery service. I just used. Um, I went to go rent a car. Let me know if you've heard of this service. So you know, like Enterprise, rent a car, whatever they have at the airports. Okay. I was really steamed at how expensive they were. I mean, it was going to be almost like a thousand bucks for a Corolla. Yep. Um, for like six days. Yeah, because you were going to get it from the airport. Yeah, well, from whatever whatever car company. Well, they had Hertz, Enterprise. Yeah, no, but they, I they mean had them at all. the airports. Because at yeah, the airports, they, they fucking charge you these random ass airport fees. Yeah, a thousand dollars for a Corolla. Yeah, for six days. Okay. Oh yeah, I know. So my sister goes, "Oh, try this out." There's this company called Turo. Have you heard of it? No. Oh my is, god! Is that dude. out here on the west? I got a. I got a. Well, it was supposed to be an Infinity QX whatever SUV, big SUV, but it, he called me the last minute and said, hey, the shocks on this are bad. I can't send you with it. So can I send you with an Audi Q7? And I was like, that'll be fine. It was half the price of the fucking Corolla, by the way. What, really? It was 500 bucks for the same amount of time. And the best part was I got the car in the fucking parking garage of the airport. Yeah. Both picked up and dropped off. So was it was it like someone's car? Like, yeah, was it like, like a it's basically share? like the Uber. It's basically the Uber of car rentals, like Airbnb. Yeah. So, but instead of like, um, instead of basically they advertise it as basically you're renting someone's personal car, but they're supposed to have a set of standards. You know, they're supposed to have a checklist that says, okay, everything was sanitized, all this, yeah, blah, yeah. blah blah. But like what this guy does that I got the car from, and you could tell he's got a whole lot of cars. Yeah. And so he's just constantly running them out, you know, and they're just sitting there when they're not used. Um, it was an okay experience. The car wasn't in as great a shape as I hoped it would be. Um, it had some, like, it, I imagine, because I know you, you've rented cars before. Y- yeah. You don't really, like, take care of them. You kind of just fucking gunmetal it down yeah yeah yeah. you know like um but my sister and then my aunt and uncle both have used the same service before not from this because this particular uh vendor as we'll call them inside turo 
was someone they never used before, but he had like 3,000 five-star ratings, so it seemed pretty legit. Yeah. Um, but they said, oh, they, every time they've gotten one, I was like the first car they had that had like a lot of miles on it. Wow. They're like, every car that we've ever gotten has been really inexpensive, and they're almost like always brand new cars. So I wonder, yeah. there's just people who, that's their business. That's the new taxi, huh? Yeah. So my experience in particular, I wonder, I almost wondered if, I wonder if this guy, speaking of ratings, if this guy has a tendency just to do that, like rent something out and be like, hey, this is bad on this car. Can I give you this other piece of shit I have, knowing that he was just going to do that the whole time anyway? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. And, and then the other thing, too, is it's like, so it, the only thing that's sketch about that type of stuff to me, it, and that's where I'm afraid of, you know, with especially with Airbnbs and like what you did there, like how how easy would it be for him to say like this dude destroyed my car? Right. Well, I'm supposed to like, I had to take pictures of the car before I used it and upload them. And then off I went. So yeah, it'd be really I, hard to, I mean, I guess the interior, but I'm talking about like mechanical mechanically, right? Like what if, was it a manual? I assume not. It's probably an auto, right? They have to, yeah, it's honest. an auto. Yeah. I don't know. It seems a little sketch to me. Uh, the idea that it's people renting out their own car. And then also to the, I don't know if you've ever seen this um, show on Netflix, the, a brand new season of it just came out, but it's called like black mirror. I've heard of it. Yeah. There's so it's like an updated kind of twilight zone show, but one of the episodes it's about like, so the idea, the premise of this show is they're like twilight zone episodes, but they're based on things that are going on today. So right. the stories are like, wow, that's not that far fetched. So gotcha. one of these stories is like one of these episodes is about how you, everybody has like a rating and people just rate you period. So like if you go into a coffee shop and you like are rude to them, they rate you right there mm-hmm. and your, your score drops. And then for like certain events, if you're like a two, you can't get in. Mm, a social so, score, kind of like in China. Yeah, but it's everywhere. So it's everywhere, right? So it's mm-hmm. like like one of the things about this episode is like this girl is getting married and she's like, I can't invite anybody below a four star. Like she's an old friend from high school and she wants to go to her wedding, but she keeps her score keeps dropping. And mm-hmm. so her friend is finally like, yeah, you can't come to my wedding. You're just a two star. Um, and I can't be seen with two you. Star. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's where we're fucking going, man. Like to where everybody's rated on everything. And it's like, you know what? If I'm ha- having a bad fucking day and I don't want to talk to you in an Uber bullshit, you shouldn't be able to rate me down. Cause I didn't, talk <laughs> I mean, enough. that is pretty fucking crazy. Like, so yeah, says, like, no, too quiet. Yeah. Like ha- the idea that you can even rate a passenger. You know, like that shit in and of itself is stupid. So what? So the next person who sees it looks and they go, ah, fuck. Why is he a 4.8 star? That means he did something weird. Yeah, that means he was too quiet. Uh, that yeah. is kind of crazy. I don't get that. But hopefully so hopefully people are uh, can see through that bad rating. Uh, are, is that a serious statement? Yeah. See, we have see an entire your- generation that is literally judges the world through Facebook. Do you use Yelp at all? I sometimes I'm Yelp to me. It's hard to see through all the people 
like Yelp goes one of two ways. It's either a five star or it's a one star. Right. And most of the one stars are people who like something happened that pissed them off. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I just, I, I can't, their little ecosystem just doesn't work. I don't know what it is, but it just doesn't work like it should, I think. Yeah. And the idea, like I'm sure you've seen, there's been a whole bunch of stuff where like places get like Yelp, like review bombed. Mm-hmm. Like uh, one of them I remember from a recent oh, yeah. uh, story was like a bakery that like wouldn't make a cake for a, a homosexual couple. Right. They got like review bombed on Yelp and the comments were all like about their food and stuff. But these people actually hadn't even been there. They were just leaving all these comments because of the, the like their, the way they felt, I guess, you know, and so, but then all of it, so the Yelp score was going down. People were judging it based off their food and it took a while before Yelp, took down these bad reviews but how many times has that happened you know yeah i don't know interesting like how many times has that happened where there's a yelp review and it's a zero like a one star and it's like the service here sucked and it was actually some dickhead who was like yeah can i have free refills and they're like sir that's not our policy right and then he gives them one star i don't know i don't know i don't know i the whole review process like you know it used to piss me off too on uh, I sold used to sell a lot on eBay, mm-hmm. you know, and you would you could sell on eBay and you could like sell your item, take it to the post office that day, get it put in the mail. And then because the post office was slow, like then you could get marked down for slow shipping time. Really? And it's like it's like I literally took this package to the post office that day. Like, I'm sorry it took a few extra days to get to you because the post office, the postal service is slow, you know? Oh, boy. You know, the only good place, you know, the only where place oh, to go right. where there's good reviews is Facebook. Yeah. I'm going to go That's ahead. the only place people are honest. I'm going to move us along. Uh, this is a fun one. Just this last week that came up um the harvard morgue manager did you hear this i i heard briefly i just saw a photo of the guy and the headline and i said you had to have known this was coming cedric lodge 55 have you seen Um, the photo of him um i've seen a number of photos but it's him his wife and i think three other people have now been uh what are they getting indicted or whatever we're talking about the same guy who like half of his face is tattooed like pure black okay yeah i did see that image i wasn't sure if that was just like a uh it almost it almost seemed too much like a clickbait photo i I was like i I 100 agree i I was like that can't be him (laughs) who would have thought the the guy no 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 the guy that was tatted okay Yes, I remember reading that portion now. The guy that was tatted up was a buyer of these body parts that owned um, some kind of creepy creation store. That's what it was. He was not the morgue manager. Um, So the morgue manager in Harvard, uh, Cedric Lodge, 55, of Goffstown, New Hampshire, has been... uh, I don't think he's been convicted yet. I think it's going to trial, right? Indicted. I think they, he was just indicted by a grand jury. Okay, so he's been indicted for stealing dissected portions of the cadavers that were donated. And in yep. certain cases, he has uh, sales to people across the U.S. where comments 
for the item being purchased are things such as brains or head number seven. Yep. Um, it, how does that happen in today's day and age? I don't know. I like, mean, who, how did they, how do they get caught? I, I don't know. Probably a sting or somebody said, they said something to somebody I'd imagine. Um, but that's like the ta- things you hear about in like old timey murder stories. Yeah. Like the crypt keeper was selling bodies, you know, to be used in dissections and studies. How is it in today's modern age where people donate their bodies to science that there's not like some systematic way that they track each and every part of said body? Or is it literally like just people are like, well, here's another body donated to science. Do with it what you may. Yeah, cadaver number, blah, 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 blah. Didn't say headless, so they never knew that the head was missing. Yeah, that that's uh it's it's crazy to me that that type of stuff exists what's even crazier is that people actually buy that stuff yeah i don't fucking know but the the article this is from uh, associated press by the way um the article actually reads here and i'm gonna read this to you word for word the indictment also alleged that over a three-year period taylor transferred 39 payments for human remains totaling 37 million nope 37,000 $355 to PayPal account operated by Denise Lodge, which is the wife of the morgue manager. That's all he made was 37,000. That, well, that was just one person. Yeah. But how many people did he sell to? Or was it just this guy? Um, this is just one account that was receiving. They were receiving payments from. I don't imagine that's a very lucrative business. Like, I, I mean, who the people who are buying that stuff probably aren't, like the most wealthy individuals. Oh, there you go. Um, authorities uh, in a different in a different case, but this is just an example. Um, someone had bought a um, body remains from someone in, that had stole pieces of the cadaver that was supposed to be cremated, so no one ever knew that the hand didn't make it. Gotcha. Okay. There it is. All so right. that makes yeah. sense, I guess. Uh, it's all still right. We weird. forgive you. It's it's a little weird, and uh, I don't Why know. Why would someone want that? Yeah, I, does it not say like what he was buying it for? Like it's a shop. pretty yeah, expensive Halloween decoration. <laughs> he wanted to be super fucking realistic. Yeah, he wanted people to be like, "Whoa, that fucking that looks like a real human." Yeah, Jesus Christ, that's an expensive way to get a. Uh... I I wonder, are human organs, like, isn't there a weird, like, isn't Chinese medicine, like, they do weird stuff with, like, tiger, uh, like, and then, like, baculums, which are the penis bones. What? Yeah, like, look up, like, badger, don't look it up, because you'll just see a bunch of pictures of badger wings. Okay, tell me, what word am I looking for? Baculum. It's B-A-C-C-U-L-U-M, I think. Don't butcher me on the fucking spelling, but those are used. Baculum bone. Oh, shit. They're like penis bones, and they're used in a bunch of Chinese medicine. So I wonder if this was the penis of certain mammals, including many primates, rodents, bats, carnivores, and some insectivores. It is an isolated bone derived from a connective tissue and located at the distal end of the penis. Yeah. 
and they'll grind it up and it's like a fertility drug in some cultures and stuff from like the badger is one of them. Um, and so I wonder if it was a similar thing. Like this guy was grinding the organs up and like selling it off. Like hopefully he wasn't one of those weird fucks who was like putting it in people's food unknowingly. Oh, God, that's disgusting. Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm sorry. I'm I'm reading too much about mammal cock and why humans don't have it now. Hold on. <laughs> God, um, I wish I had a penis bone. Um, yeah, they're saying question. it's some kind of marvel of evolution, basically. You have the little snippet I just read, but yeah. So, uh, speaking of which, did you hear that the uh, fucking Unabomber hung himself? Yeah, was he just in there for life or was he on death row? Oh, I think I think he was in there for life. I don't think he was on death row. If he was on death row, he would should have been executed a he long time ago. He killed an absurd amount of people. Yeah, he? but I yeah I yeah, but he was like eighty one, I think, and he hung himself. It's yeah, like why didn't, didn't he have some it? kind of uh, ailment that was uh, terminal? Yeah, but also like why didn't you do it sooner? Like save us some taxpayer money. Uh, great question, but I mean, you know, what? Well, he you was like, seen? uh, what was his mission? Wasn't he like anti-government or something? Yeah, he was like anti, I think uh, I just watched, uh, there was a series on him. Um, I, I think what it was, was he was against like, uh, modernization. Like he thought like cell phones and machines were going to be like the downfall of humankind. <laughs> Now, so but, far, he might be close. But he was like, a, it's weird, because if you look at his story, like, he was a genius. Like, he got into Harvard or MIT at, like, 15, mm -hmm. and they said that part of the thing while he was there, like, they exposed him to a whole bunch of tests, like, doing weird stuff to him. And so there's, like, some controversy suggesting that some of the experiments, it was like the KGB-type testing period. So there's some there's some of these like theories that the testing that he was exposed to are what made him go like crazy. Mm, gotcha. Like a Mr. Ballin story. People. Yeah. You ever hear of Mr. Ballin on YouTube? No. What's that? He he basically he's like this retired Navy SEAL. I don't He's not retired. I think I don't know. Maybe he got out because of medical injury. He's never talked about it anyway. He does. He basically just verbalizes stories that have actually happened, and then uses pictures from the real event to illustrate the mm -hmm. image or the story he's telling. And there was one, like kind of, I think it was KGB actually, where they did an experiment where they kept these people in the dark for mm -hmm. um, a certain amount of time, and they went fucking nuts, like almost feral, like. Yeah. Um, it just reminded me of that. If you're into um, stories. Whatever, check out Mr. Ballin on YouTube. And he is he does this shorts channel, which are kind of creepy, and then he does has his has like long format stories, which are like 20 minutes. So um speaking of which, sorry, you're taking me off on a tangent, but that's part of this. Let's go. Um did you ever hear about this shit called the Stanford Prison Experiment? Yeah, I thought we talked about that. Did we? Yeah, remember because you? I don't think you knew anything about it, and then I told you what it was, and like within forty-eight hours, okay, people yeah, were gotcha. actually they took. So for those of you who are unaware, in case we haven't talked about it on the show, um, what's his name? Zimbardo. Uh, let me take yeah. a wild look. Okay, yeah, Zimbardo. Okay, oh, Siri. Thanks, Oh, I have a picture of Philip Zimbardo on my Apple Watch now because Siri decided to join our conversation. It's fucking AI, man. They're always listening. 
Yeah, so um, Dr. Zimbardo did the Stafford Prison Experiment where he took a group of um, college students and put them into roles. Some of them were prisoners, others were um, prison guards. And I think it was within 48 hours, he actually had to stop the stop the experiment. Basically, there was like an underground lab that he created into a prison. He gave everyone a role. And um, they assumed the roles so realistically that it actually got violent at one point. And within like, I think it was 48 hours, the prisoners were revolting against the prison guards and they were like in their mind, this was like the real deal. <laughs> yeah. So he had to pull the plug on the actual experiment. And I forget what the, uh, the overall um, case study was supposed to expose in the human psyche. Mm-hmm. Um, other than it, it was exper- It was examining the effects of situational variables on participants' reactions and behaviors. Right. Okay. Yeah, but that's it's fucking crazy. Like, just within a couple of days, the guards started beating the shit out of the prisoners and like telling them they couldn't <laughs> leave their cells and all types of shit. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that's pretty interesting. Yep. I do not know how we ended up here, but all right. Oh, stolen body parts. Okay. Yeah. Mr. Ballin, check it out. Um, all right. I got one last thing to talk about today. Uh, Cause I thought we, you and I had a previous discussion regarding this, a very similar thing. Um, do you remember when we, when the news story hit that they, um, I forget where this was. Basically they're able to fucking grow cows in in yeah. bags now. Yep. Right? Yeah. They're able to filter and cycle like embiotic fluid into a bag and grow a calf. Yep. Um, so that's a real thing that's supposedly on its way to happening, maybe on a large scale to farm calves or something. I don't know. Yeah, artificial agriculture. Yeah. Um, so it along the same line, but much more closely correlated with human beings. Uh, There's been some scientists that have successfully created synthetic embryos out of stem cells. What they, so they took stem cells and turned them into humans. Yeah. Embryos are the earliest stage of development. This is uh, from Roka news, ride the news. On Instagram, by the way, embryos are the earliest stage of development of a multicellular organism. Researchers are only permitted to grow them in a lab setting for 14 days. And then what's interesting about that is at what? Yeah. So what's I was going to say, what's interesting about that in general, immediately my mind goes since it was such a it's been such a big debate, especially the last couple of years. But abortion is like, okay, so they can't go past 14 days. Um, let's see, a team of UK and US researchers announced they'd created uh, the first synthetic human embryo. They'd done so using human stem cells. Um, the lead researcher said the embryos can be used to better study the childbirth process, although it's unclear if the embryos could actually lead to a birth. What in the hell? They... So I'm reading a similar article where it talks about combining the stem cells to create embryo models that are they don't use sperm or egg right. and jump the first seven days of development 
so they look like embryos that have just been implanted. So they're literally well, it, producing embryos, life. Embryos are the earliest stage of development. So yeah, it but has so to be they're producing life without sperm and an egg. I would suppose they have to have the egg to make it happen, right? Or no? What? Sorry. Okay. Stem cells are stem cells. They're only in embryos, right? No. Like, do they we have stem like cells stem in us now? I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yes. I thought uh, there like, was something about like stem cells have to be harvested from a pregnant mom. Yeah. Like they use the umbilical cord. Like if you go down to like Puerto Rico and shit or whatever, they do like, uh, funny enough, stem cell, um, stem cells are at some capacity illegal in the US. Yeah. Whereas you I, can just go down to Panama and actually get a pr apparently, according to a number of athletic researchers and athletes in general, a lot of people from the UFC go down there to do this. They get yeah. fucking stem cell injections in their um, injuries and it does tremendous things for them. Like gross embryos inside of an open wound? No, they harvest stem cells from umbilical cords, actually. Yeah. So um, that I would consider that ethical. Well, yeah, I, I know that. But I'm saying for the UFC fighters, do they just shoot embryos into like open wounds and they just go... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they no. They just seal shut. The little yeah. embryo babies just pull the skin together. Uh, yeah, you're a sick <laughs> fuck. Um, no, I don't know how that works at all. I just saw this and I was like, holy shit. This um, shit, uh, like it in general, it the idea, and granted, I'm not a... But I biologist, I'd imagine that's who does this type of shit. Um, but the idea of stem cells and the idea that essentially if you harvested the right stem cells and knew the way to inject them correctly, you could essentially repair organs over right. and over and over again. Yes. Right? Like that is crazy in and of itself let alone the pure fact now that they can just take those and then make them embryos. Yeah. And from what I understanding, if I remember correctly, so the stem cells work because not the stem cell stem cells themselves are doing a whole lot, but because it's basically like, you know, when you're a kid and you get hurt, you heal up real fast and all that shit, right? Yeah. You're basically taking stem cells or cells that act like that, like a young child's repair uh, immune system. Yeah and injecting them and the cells that are already in your body that are then um, basically put into the company of these stem cells start acting younger. Yeah. So it's and like you got an old, you got an old man with a walker yes. that's, that's going down an artery trying to mm -hmm. get to where you're bleeding and it's yes. taking him a little bit of time because he's old and shit. Yes. And then you got a bunch of young hoodlums that come cruising by in a brand new Jeep Wrangler. Yeah. And they're like, come on, old man, we're going to the fucking beach. And they throw him in the back and they drive him up to the cut fast. Yeah, like, actually, Mel Gibson. About. Mel Gibson is one of the really known people, really well known people. Him and his dad went down there because his dad couldn't walk. And he said that he fucking walked back on the plane to leave Panama. Wow. Yeah. Uh, like, and this, so this is a thing. And I, I know you and I, we talked about it in an earlier iteration about how, like, a lot of countries, right, are clamping down on this type of research, like what you can really do. Yeah. Right. Like, but if you don't have the good developed countries 
that are like working on developing this stuff, all you're going to get is like the fuck countries who are doing it like crazy stuff with it. Like China. Yeah. Like, well, call it. I mean, I don't want to talk about the coronavirus in the room, but um, you know, that broke out of a lab, you know? So if, if, if you have a bunch of countries that are doing a whole bunch of this stuff and they're doing it under the radar and as a, a fully developed society, we're not developing like some sort of countermeasure I'm not saying that stem cells is the next coronavirus, but what I'm saying is like you already have people going down to Panama that are apparently getting these injections that can walk again. Like what could that do? You know, yeah, with so a the um, country behind it. There's doing a lot it. of controversy around that because a lot of people really feel like the reason why it's not legal in the U.S. is simply because of the pharmaceutical companies are lobbying against it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so around ethical harvesting and shit like that, where supposedly this harvesting is happening from, they've kind of figured out how to use umbilical cords to harvest the stem cells. And then they've also been able to, I think, I think the coin, the term, the coin, the guy was using was golden stem cells, right? They know which ones are the preferred. Oh, they get, ones they get them out of golden showers. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, there is a lot of people that feel like the reason why we can't do this in the U.S. is simply because pharmaceutical companies lobby against it. Well, I'm sure. Like, think about it if you came out and were like, hey, listen, we can inject you with some stem cells and boom, like your lungs are good. Every like COPD and uh, asthma and all those companies that make medications for that. Mm -hmm. like, or like think about even insulin. You know, think about if they came out and they're like, hey, we got a stem cell injection for you for diabetes. You know, like, I, I don't know about if you've heard about this um, and this is going off a little bit, but there's apparently now pills out mm -hmm. there that are actual weight loss pills. Like, I'm sure you've heard about this. It's like Ozempic. They were like originally designed for diabetics, people with type 2 yeah. diabetes. Is this the metformin stuff? Yeah, yeah. That now people okay. are taking them and they're like literally shredding pounds. Right. And they're saying like they don't want, they like there's people lobbying that people shouldn't be able to take these pills. But then when you read the articles, it's like, oh, wait. So you would have a drastic reduction, reduction in like heart disease, a drastic reduction in all these other negative things. Granted, there's a bunch of articles out there. It's like, okay, so you're taking a pill, but you're still going to eat like a fucking pig. You know, like it's not, it's the same kind of idea. Like it's like you right. shouldn't take a pill and then continue a bad lifestyle. But there's also a lot of people out there who are saying like, so what should be seen as a benefit? Because it is an epidemic, right? Obesity is an epidemic. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to have a lot of people who lose a bunch of weight and they don't need these heart pills and they don't need all this stuff. So my question, I guess, and I know you probably don't have the answer, but so is it the same thing there? Pharmaceutical companies are lobbying against these pills because, oh, all of a sudden now right, we don't have millions of people who have heart disease. Yeah, I don't know enough about that metformin stuff. Someone was actually just talking to me about that last week and they were on it personally and were having great success with it. Yeah. Um, but I did not ask enough questions to understand if it like suppresses appetite or why it actually works. Because if you got to take a pill and then adhere to a certain diet to make it work, if you have a bad habit to begin with, it's just like, well, you could just do that normally anyway. That's the point, so, though, with these pills. You don't have to adhere to it. 
Okay. Like I, I don't know I'm what in. it is. I don't <laughs> know what in. it Sign does. Me up. Yeah, I don't know what it does. I don't know if it's an appetite suppressant. You eat less, but essentially, it's being sold as you literally don't have to change anything you're doing except take these pills, and you will lose weight. And like I, I was reading just, articles uh... about people, and they're starting to call it like the Ozempic epidemic, where one of the literally one of the articles I was read said the jewel, like the jewel craft industry, is seeing a huge boost in people coming in to get rings and bracelets resized because so many people are on these pills losing weight. There you go. Metformin works by helping to restore the body's response to insulin. It decreases the amount of blood sugar that the liver produces and that the intestines or stomach absorb. There you go. So basically blocks carbs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I'm going to be uh, extra unrefined about what it is. Yeah, so that's uh, all you have to do is take these pills apparently and then boom, you start losing weight. But, you know, I mean... The problem with it is, is it's just like this stuff. It's like, you know, and I guess granted with stem cells, you probably have more pressure too, right? Because contrary to what everybody may believe, we are still a very religious country. And yeah. so I'm sure there's a whole bunch of like conservative groups that are like, you're playing God. Right. Yeah. You know, by that's, like, God, that's such a touchy subject anymore. It's just like, come on now. Like this is going to potentially save you and your family one day. Yeah, at um, what point, like, at what point do we start to say, like, you know, there's a, a there was this joke out there, and I don't know if you ever heard this, but it was this guy who was, like, he was sitting in the ocean, and he was just floating around the ocean, and uh, he took off his life jacket, and he started to tread water, and he was like, I have so much faith in God, I know God will save me, mm -hmm. and then a boat came by and said, like, hey, do you need a ride? And he was like, nope, I know God will save me. And so the boat left. And then, like, a helicopter came. And uh, the guy asked if the guy needs help. And the guy was like, nope. He's like, God will save me. And then he drowned. And then when he asked God, he said, like, hey, I always believed in you. Like, oh, like, what's the deal? Why didn't you save me? And he was like, I sent you a boat and a helicopter. Like, what else could I have done? Right? It's the same <laughs> shit with this. It's like, at what point are we going to start to say, like, at what point are you making the argument like, hey, maybe this is something your God, whatever you believe in, like made, you know, like, aren't right. you kind of in your own mind saying like, hey, we're not going to use this. Like, that's you playing religion, you know, a supreme deity by determining what's going to be used and what's not. Right. Right. Whatever. I don't know. It's a, it's really interesting. And I know there's a lot of um, ethical questions about it. Um, hey, but, listen, I say that's why I have kids. If one of them could give me a like I have eight they, different shots your little now liver for a good kidney. Plants. Yeah. Yeah. I have eight oh different God. shots for a matching kidney. Jesus Christ. Um, I don't have eight kids. By the way, I have four. That equals eight kidneys. Okay, for you it's, fucking people out there. You'll take both of them from the first kid before you take one from <laughs> yeah. a different one. All right. Happy Father's Day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> holy shit that's funny um yeah so my big thing has always been what's ethical what's not ethical and then outside of the u.s don't forget other countries have their own definition of what's ethical i.e china has forever killed girls oh, did they actually kill them they did i don't know yeah. if they do anymore Right, they do not I, because they've realized yeah. what a fuck situation they're in. Have you looked at their population pyramid? Yeah, it's like mostly men, isn't it? Yeah, they're well, just in general, they're not having kids. So this yeah. generation that's currently um, 
increasing population is about to stop and it's going to quickly uh, slope down into nothing. They're not going to have enough people to work in their economy at all, which is not even an economy, but. Well, welcome. Welcome to China. Welcome to China. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. All right, guys. I think that's it for tonight. Today. It's Monday. Enjoy your week. Hopefully you get to listen to this at some point. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Again, if you guys want to hear about something particular, shoot us an email at giveusascoop at gmail.com. Until next week. So long.